on 98FM and online. This is Phoenix FM. Job Dean Cox again, this time he's in! At the second time of asking, Dean Cox takes Leighton Orient a step closer to Wembley. Carroll. Jonathan Tahue. Capable of anything. Tahue! Equaliser for Leighton Orient! We're not a city, we're not a town. We're the only one of us around And you know where we can be found When Saturday comes again We'll be trying to do our best To cheer all those on who wear the best Whatever challenge, whatever test We'll lay an Orion from each end well, hello, good evening and welcome to tonight's Orient Hour with me, Jamie Stripe. Sitting in for Billy Herring and looking forward to tonight's show, where we'll be looking back on last night's performance at Swindon Town and the victory over Mansfield last weekend. Joining me in the studio tonight, we have regular away dayer, Darren Burrows. Good evening, sir. Good evening, Jamie. You're looking well? That's kind of you. How are you, sir? Ah, thank you. And also, we've got one of our new recruits, Simon Cooper. Nice to have you back, sir. Thanks, Jamie. Nice to be here. Yeah, nice to see you. And we have Richard Priest on the wheels of steel tonight. Good evening, Richard. (laughs) Hey, Jamie. How's it going, mate? Yeah, very well. Well, four games in, and I think we can say it's a case of so far, so good. Second in the league and probably our best performance of the campaign so far last night. Simon, you are now our designated optimist. You must be pretty pleased with the start. Yeah, it was great. Um, I mean, it's been a brilliant start to the season. And last night, the first 45 minutes was brilliant to watch. It was really, really good. I enjoyed the rain. Um, I also enjoyed the performance. Um, and I was very optimistic at halftime. Obviously, it was disappointing. We didn't get a win out of it. But um, yeah, it was a good start. Um, and yeah, very excited about the season. Yeah, so, so you should be. So you should be. Darren, I suspect you enjoyed your night out last night. Yeah, definitely. I echo Simon's comments. I thought the first 30, 45, we were great. Uh, we faded a bit, didn't we, in the second half? We'll probably come on to that. But yeah, no, great, good night. Uh, great voice uh, from the from the O's, 412 of us. And um, we were in really good voice last night. So, yeah, I was going to uh, say, uh, have the boys uh, sort of responded to Richie's call for more songs and I such? I think so. I think so. The Elmer's Ermy song last night that the lads made up the younger I love the younger guys coming through I have to say maybe I'm slightly biased having a son of 20 but I, I really really feel that we needed that and I, I'm really grateful to them because I'm getting old I can't, I can't, I, I, my voice <laughs> is gone not, Darren no it can't no, be it's true <laughs> right then okay well we all enjoyed that last night we'll be taking a more in-depth look after we've heard from Richie Wellins following that draw at the county ground and here he is talking post-match to Dave Victor Richie, thanks for joining us. Your side remains unbeaten. Was that a point gained? No, two points lost. Totally dominant. More shots, more shots on target. Better chances, more possession. Um, outran them. 
Um, my only negative is in the last 15 minutes went too long because you put Harry Smith on we're putting Harry on because we, we've got so much possession and we can get an areas where we can put it in and, and obviously Harry's a, a physical threat so my only negative is in the last 15 minutes we went long and turned the game into a little bit of a basketball match um, listen not many teams will come here and, and, and put a performance like that we, we was really really good and to to not score three or four goals is probably a disappointment. I think I don't know. I didn't hear who was man of the match, but their goalkeeper was their best player, um, and that's why you take your lucky ones on on Saturday against Mansfield, where we probably didn't deserve the three points, and tonight we deserve the three points. So that's the that's the, the game. I'm glad we went one nil down because um, every game we've had, we've gone one nil up, and it's been in hot conditions and it's been difficult to play. And our response was, was superb, superb. Every every player was very, very good tonight and we probably had four or five outstanding performances. It really was an excellent response and a very good goal, that equaliser from Paul Smith. I get that's what we what we're trying to get is we we I think it was Vic to Rob Hunt, to George Moncur, to Theo, to Paul Smith. No more than five passes, three or four passes. Everybody has two touches very, very quick, apart from Theo, who's obviously got to do something in the final third, and that's what we want. Once we get players' body positions right, and once we get people on the half turn um, and moving the ball quicker, I thought, you know, our fans will go home happy tonight because I thought that time was really exciting to watch. And as you say, it was the Swindon goalkeeper who was the man of the match. A couple of good saves, particularly for denying George Monker. Yeah, I guess uh, Monks could be sat here seven or eight goals already in his season, so. Um, Keep plugging away, keep it in a target. Um, you know, I thought Idris El Mazzuni, outstanding. Rob Hunt, outstanding. Um, Paul Smythe for the 60 minutes he was on, outstanding. Um, you know, I'm just glad that we we, we took a. I think they scored with with the first shot on target. I can't remember Viggs having a save to make after that. So I'm just glad our response because obviously we're still finding out about the team and um, our response was exceptional. Is Paul okay? He came off in the second half. Yeah, like that's how Paul, because he's so he's, he's fast twitch, fast twitch fibers. He's so sharp that you always run the risk of a muscle injury. So as soon as he, he cramped up, we, we's no, there's no point in keeping on. We've got you know Ruel who's chomping at the bit, who's, who's fit and fresh now. So we likewise with with um, with Pratt, we've got Jordan Brown who's striving for fitness. So you know Pratt has 60 minutes and he should be really fresh for Saturday. And what about uh, the squad now, Aaron Drynan? How close is he to being back? Probably a couple of weeks away from training. Um, but again, he's, again, Kelman was his work rate tonight was exceptional. He, he just didn't have that chance that fell to him. Um, if we can start making more chances, we need to be a little bit clever around the third, not always shoot. We can't see reverse passes and slide people in. But um, no, listen, everybody's. I thought we looked like a really good team tonight. Anthony Giorgio, is he fit as well? Yeah, he's fit. He's just at the strong. The front players obviously strong. Um, and, and that's the way it is. We've, we've got a really big, I'd say a big squad. We've got 19, 20 players that, that can play and it's up to me to manage them. But it's also up to the players to, to keep playing like that. And there's a good atmosphere. The travelling fans yeah. in particular are making plenty of noise throughout. No, no, different class. As soon as I walked out of the tunnel, support was different class. And um, again, I think we scored straight after they scored. So at the end, they, they kept they kept uh, singing till the end. So I, I'm, I think the the players obviously appreciate their support but I also think that they could be proud of our performance tonight because I just thought we had so much energy we looked sharp we looked quick um, and we should have won the game and no doubt you're looking forward to the fact that these games are coming thick and fast it's another away day at Colchester Saturday no I, that, that's the first Saturday Tuesday we've had on the other games you've had a week to prepare I think it does make a difference and you know we have to say a special mention to Joe 
and Charlie, our analyst, who do a, a magnificent job. You, you train on Monday and you don't really do anything. It's about recovery. So it's all about video, making sure that they're, they're getting the right content for the players. Um, and Joe can have two days off now, so hopefully his missus can have the baby so he can stop stressing out, he can get on with his job and hopefully he'll have a, a, a nice birth and, and welcome a, a baby girl to the world. Well, we wish him well. Yep. What about that coaches the game in terms of preparation? You've got real selection problems now, haven't you? Because Shadrach Hoagie did well. But like I say, everybody's doing well. Dan Happy has I've come back from a similar injury to Dan. You play two or three games on adrenaline, and we've just felt he's just you know what we don't want to do is push him too much, and he breaks down again. He's been fantastic to play three games and keep three clean sheets. Um, so we freshened him up, and we'll see the weekend. What's Craig Clay's fitness like? He'll be back Saturday, and he'll be in contention as well. He'll be back Saturday. Okay, I'm not <laughs> going to tell you if he's starting or not. Okay, well, we'll look forward and uh, find out on that one. Thank you very much, yeah, Richie. No problem, Thank you. Thank you. Well, he's not giving much away there, Dave, is he? <laughs> so, let's take in a few quotes from the boss. Two points lost. Their goalkeeper was man of the match. Superb response to going one down. At times, we were real exciting to watch. Everyone is doing well. It's up to me to manage them. And I don't think you're doing too badly so far, Richie. Right, Darren, has Wellens got that assessment spot on? Yeah, I think so. I think... I th- I think uh... The keeper being man of the match, well, we had that on Saturday ourselves, didn't we? Yeah. And, and it'd be a travesty if anyone else had got it. He yeah. made three or four great saves, I thought. Um, yeah, the header, I thought, from uh, Herman, I think, was yeah. a, an yeah. excellent save. Right. No, I, I, I think, like you, I think Richie's doing a pretty good job. Yeah, superb. Uh, I suppose the early goal was a bit of a shot to the system. Do you think we uh, should have done a little bit better there? Yeah, I mean, it's that's how we started on Saturday as well, wasn't it? Really badly, um, letting a goal in, but... The, the, you know, as Richie said, the response was, was brilliant and couldn't have been any better, really. Um, and that's a good thing. We just need to s- turn on from the start. It's, you know, we're going to lose games eventually if that happens. You need to. I was a bit worried actually after after the game on Saturday that you know maybe we've been kind of rode our luck a little bit. There has been some defensive frailties here and there. I thought, oh, maybe we're in for a kick in at some point. And then when the goal in, I was even more worried, but. It was a great response, so yeah, it's a good, good, yeah, uh, good I, turnaround. I, I just, it just goes to show, you know, whatever level you are, you've got to be on it from minute one, haven't you? I mean, I mean, Prattley went in for that tackled, and uh, unfortunately, it didn't break for him. And uh, the midfield came, midfielder came through for Swindon and just put the guy in. I, I, I thought Shadrach and Hunt maybe there was a bit of a gap between them. Maybe that could have been closed a bit quicker, but. You know, it was a, a decent sort of goal they, they concocted Swindon. I thought so. I, th- I thought sometimes you've got to credit the opposition. And I agree with you, the practically term was the one that changed it. Yeah, we didn't get tight enough to the guy that went through. There was no one you know, within three yards of him. But I think overall, in fairness, to credit Swindon for that. I thought that was a good goal. And then credit us for... I have to be honest, having watched the goal back this morning that Smith's, Smith scored, Smythe, sorry... Um, I think that the defender on the line and the keeper could have possibly done better for that. I, th- I don't think it was the best finish Smythe's ever going to put away, but you know what? He put it away. Yeah, but as, as he said in his interview, he doesn't normally do side foot footers from six yards, does he? He likes to, a 30 yard or something from an impossible angle. But I like the way he actually kind of cut across the penalty He spun box. off, didn't he? Yeah. He spun off. I, and, I like and, that. And, and, and Archie Ball, credit, massive credit, he found that run. Yeah. So uh, both goals were very good. And at that point, my mate who I go with turned around and said to me, well, this is not going to end up one or Well, that was a kiss of death, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, it was a, a great response, I thought. Um, and from then on, I think it was virtually one-way traffic in our favour. 
Uh, it was great to see Orient's midfield really dominate a game as well. I suppose this is where we start to talk about Idris El Mazuri. Mazzuni, sorry about that. It's a long time since I've seen a midfielder dictate a game like he did in that opening 45 minutes. Yeah, he's brilliant, isn't he? I'm, it's amazing to see someone come in and just hit the ground running like that. It's lovely to see. Like, um, He's got energy, he's strong, he's got a great pass, he's got that kind of old school like box to box style about him um, yeah it's exciting times with him I think he's he's going to be uh, make a big difference this season and yeah. also he played a big part in the goal on Saturday yeah he's played a big part in both goals really because he sprayed that ball out to Theo didn't he that yeah. was um, and it was, it was just in the heart of everything like he seems to be there I think once we start stop, we stop giving the ball away from defence which has happened a little bit too much over the last couple of games yeah. he's, he's going to be there and we're, that's going to the way Richie wants to play, he's going to be that that key, that anchor, and it's going to you know it's going to be great having Craig Clay coming back in as well. They'll be able to move him around with Prattley. I think the options are there now. Um, it'd be exciting to see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Darren, we've spent a lot of time over the past two years bemoaning the quality of Orient's engine room. Do you think we have finally got it right now? Yeah, I, I think we have. Yeah, I do. I, I, again, echo what Simon just said about him. So I can't pronounce it either. Uh, so we're in good company tonight. If, if um, if, if I'm honest, again, he has hit the ground running, you're right. And, and the engine room is so important, isn't it, yeah. in, any, in any football uh, team? And I, I, I remember saying to Terry out, my view of football is if you win the midfield, you generally win the game. And, and Terry sort of said, yeah, I'll, I'll go with that. It's you know, what you do in both boxes as well, of course. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and I think that, that three that are in there, uh, we need to keep them fit. Yeah. And I agree, again, the assessment that Clay, Prattley, you need to because they have to crunch tackles, yeah. uh, and that's the position that's probably going to get likely to get the most injuries. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. So yeah, no, no. I'm, I'm the engine room. The the engine is purring, Jamie. Well, purr- <laughs> oh, I like the sound of that. It's um, good to see Jordan Brown as well has come on and made a difference as well when he's come on as well. He's not just come on and I think he's he's had an impact. I think he's done come in and done a job. Like obviously he's not as experienced or the same level as those three, but I think he's done a job and that's good to see as well. Yeah. And the good thing about it, having someone like uh, Idris in there, he brings more than just a, a sitting role, doesn't he? He actually brings something to the offensive part of the game, which is I think another part that we've kind of missed for a, a good season and a bit. Well, quoting Simon again, he's box to box. Yeah. And, and, and again, he's the closest I've seen. Oh, look, we can't get carried away. It's two games in. But you know, shades of Steve Castle, perhaps, a little bit. Yeah, you know? yeah. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll go with that. Probably, probably, yeah, no, no, fair enough. I am getting carried away. Yeah, but yeah. I think I'm getting carried away because I think there wasn't a single Orient fan whether we watched it on the stream or managed to get to the game um, who didn't feel last night that that was our best performance so far. It wasn't our best result, bizarrely, but it was our best performance. Yeah. I mean, I, I think what we did in that game was basically what we brought Richie Wellens in for. We did to them what Swindon did to us a couple of years ago when, when they tore us apart under Richie Wellens and everyone came out of that game going, that team were unbelievable. And, you know, I think for the first... I mean, I saw some pretty gracious comments from Swindon fans on Twitter after the game saying that Orin are going to be up there, if not in the top seven, in the top three next season. And, you know, from Richie's interview himself. And, and I think that that's the performance, or certainly the first 45 was what Richie's been waiting for, which we've been waiting for, really. Um... The problem is, you know, the bar's set now. That's the standard that yeah. I'm just hoping people aren't going to be expecting it every week because it's not going to happen. But, you know, we know what we're capable of. We saw it in that first 45 minutes yesterday. And and I think, yeah, you know, when you look at that Swindon team he had a few years ago, you know, he's been probably striving to get that, you know, at Salford, at Doncaster, where, mm. you know, he wasn't given a chance at either of those. He's got that chance now. He's, he's hopefully, I believe he's probably settled now. 
you know, this is, he's got a good team, I think. I, I do think we've got a good, certainly the first 13, 14, 15 players now. Um, I mean, you saw the first game or so of the season, the bench seemed a bit weaker and there wasn't a lot of options. But certainly in the last couple of games, the bench looks a lot stronger now. Um, and we're just going to get players back, whether we're still looking. I mean, you know, he's, he may still want another midfielder in, I think. But um, there's no rush for that at the moment, especially if Clay's now back on Saturday. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it was brilliant. And, you know, if we can keep... I think the only thing missing is, is the, the finishing for the, you know, if we would have finished a couple of those, I mean, I, I sent a message to Karen last night saying, this is just typical Orion, you know, we're, we're dominated here, we need to finish this, we're probably going to lose. And she made a comment to me about, I'm starting to sound like you. <laughs> With the way I was just like, I've been watching us too long now, this is the thing. I, I just, you know, don't get me wrong, I, I didn't think we were going to come out of anything other than a win at half time, to be honest. And I, and I wouldn't have taken a point at half time. But you could see the way the second half was. The longer it went on, the more I was thinking, actually, you know, a, a point's a good result. Yeah. Way to, I would have taken that before the game. But on the first 45 minutes, 40, 45 minutes, you know, we should have been out of sight, really. So, I mean, it was it was great. It was really good performance. Yeah, I was going to say, Darren, did you feel a bit deflated at half-time like I did, that we'd had all those attempts at goal and weren't out of sight? I think we've all watched football long enough to know that when you don't take your chances, a la Mansfield to us on Saturday, yeah. uh, that's likely to happen. Uh, fortunately for us, we still come up with something, uh, unlike Mansfield, not that I care about Mansfield. Um, so, yeah, no, of course, of course, so Jamie, I was thinking at half-time, yeah, we haven't probably tucked a, a couple of these away now and, and will that. And they were always going to raise their game, yeah. weren't they? I mean, they were at home. Decent crowd after 8,500. They, you know, they are a big club. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, they were very quiet. They were very quiet. Apart from the goal, I think, we said, Richie, didn't... You know, they, yeah. they, you know, our 412 outsung them comfortably. And, and one of the chances, you know, about us being... That, that, that one of the chances, you're not very good, we are very good. <laughs> Something like that. It was very simple. I think Richie probably would have liked that, yeah. I think he'd have gone along with that one. <laughs> Simon, I thought uh, El Mazzuni's influence spread throughout the team and it was good to see Theo Archibald and George McCurr become real threats as the half wore on. But Jabbo Obiru made the point at half-time that with Idris and Prattley winning so much ball, it gave them the freedom to play. Do you think Idris has become the final piece in the team that Willings wants to build? I mean, I hope so. It looks like he's, he's sitting there doing that job. And, I mean, yeah, they seem to... Um, let's hope that... It, it seemed like... George Moncur last night had even more freedom than he had for the first couple of games of the season. Um, he seems to be on the ball a lot, especially in the first like 60 minutes or so. Yeah. Um, and then he, yeah, he had a couple of chances towards the end as well. When he starts scoring, and if he does start scoring, it's going to change things because he is a player. And um, he's, it was, he seems to just keep hold of the ball, doesn't he? When you think he's going to lose it, he powers through. He's not just touching the ball off. He runs with that ball. Um, he's going to, He's going to change games and he's starting to change games. It's just he needs to get the ball in the back of the net and I think it's going to be a big difference. And maybe he's been freed up even more by Idris coming in. Um, Theo, I think you kind of want to see him get a goal. And yeah. I think he needs a, you know, I think he's definitely a confidence player. He's been playing well. He's not been playing badly, but he hasn't quite hit the heights. I think last night was his best performance probably. Yeah. Um, it's quite a lot to, you know, once those two start clicking into gear a bit more. We should see a few more goals, I think. I think the other thing about Theo Archibald is the work he does when we haven't got the ball. A lot of tracking back, especially last Saturday, there's two or three like recovery runs to like cover the defence in that heat. It shouldn't go unnoticed. I thought he'd really put in the shift. And you're right, I think once he does need a goal, I think once he gets one, we'll see you know, him firing on all cylinders and being a real threat. Uh, do you think, Darren, Prattley has been rejuvenated under Wellings? Um, well, I think there was a rumour that Kenny said his legs had gone. 
uh, well, you know, that's probably why Kenny's an outwork football manager. And uh, for me, Prattley, yeah, yeah, no, putting it simply, Jamie, yes, I do think he's been. But I think even at his tender age, you still need to cuddle. Players are fragile, I think, these days. And, and I think Wellings is a good man manager. Yeah. And, and, and the other thing as well, bringing him off when he did, it, it, uh, that, that, that was the right... Exactly the right thing to do. Yeah, because he took a bit of a knock, didn't he? A really funny knock. I think he got a, a fall down by the dugout and he didn't look right after that. Well, I, I mean, it's again, we're going back about Monker and I talking about um, uh, Prattley, Richie, um, uh, Jamie, sorry. But I thought Monker tired. And on with Simon, I think once he gets his level of fitness, I think we'll really see the best of him. And I, I actually thought at one point the ball was actually strapped to his foot. Because, you know, again, he doesn't give the ball away and he does keep it brilliantly. So I think that, again, going that engine room, you mentioned it, you called it the engine room and you're right. Prattley um, and Clay, for me, those two centre-holding mids are so vital that one of them is on that pitch all the time. Yeah. And, and as long as we, we, we're careful and manage them, and I think Richie's doing that, you know, Smythe come off quickly, didn't he, after his hamstring? Yeah. Yeah. So, and as, as, as a manager said, we had we had real champion at the bit to get on, which he should be a young lad like that, or any player for that matter. So, yeah, I, 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 I'm feeling very positive, Jamie, and I hope that's coming across to, yeah. to everybody. It's ridic- ridiculously positive. What's going on, everybody? It's most unlike me, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> right, I'm going to throw this over to everybody. In that second half, I thought Swindon came out a bit more determined, and that's where our defence comes in. How do you think they shaped up? Yeah, I mean, um, let's... You know, we've got to remember we ain't, that was our first goal we conceded in the league so far last night. Um, yes, the, the sort of it was a bad goal to give away, but I mean, let's be honest. I mean, you've, they've got the best keeper in the division, in my opinion, behind them. Mm-hmm. That gives you extra confidence. Um, there's one the change that happened. Um, Shad in for Happy. I, I, to be honest, I kind of expected it. Yeah. I'll go on about that a bit later when we talk about the Saturday's game because there was something I saw on Saturday's game that made me think that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. But um, it was probably a change that I would have made as well. Um, but I thought, you know, Rob Hunt to me. I mean, actually, one of the things, Darren, at the game, how was his reaction like from the Swindon crowd? Because as far as I'm aware, they didn't want to lose him. I couldn't hear any sort of negative. No, there, there was no there was no booing of him yeah. touching the ball from what I remember. The, I think the Richie Wellings loving and the Swindon fans is over. Oh, uh, really? Because oh, right. they, they didn't seem to be any any acknowledgement of, of, to him again. But you know what? I think everyone's moved on, fairness to Swindon fans and, and Richie. So I didn't really surprised at that. No, I, I didn't pick anything up about Hunt. Yeah, because um, he, he strikes me as that sort of player that, you know, he's such a give-everything type of player that I think wherever he goes, whenever he goes back, he's not going to get a bad kind of reception where he goes because he's just a good, solid, dependable player. And, and when we signed him, you know, a lot of Swindon fans said he's, he's one of those sort of, he's just a 7 out of 10 every week, you know, he doesn't really. And, you know, let's be honest, I think, certainly from my opinion, I can, I can see why Connorwood's probably going to leave because, you know, this is almost... Well, he's not going to get a look in, is he? Yeah, Connors have an age where he needs to play. Yeah, yeah. But, but Hunt, to me, is a step up from Connor Wood. I, you know, and I liked I, Connor I Wood, but Hunt is a step up, I think. And, you know, and I think you know, Tom James, actually, is probably the one who's gone off the ball a little bit in the last couple of games. I'm not digging him out there, but you know, he hasn't yeah, quite... You say that when he's funded two goals in no, the No, that's race. the first two games. I'm talking about two games <laughs> no, after I, that. I, I, I'm pulling you. But I would yeah. say that the next two games, he's just been a bit quieter, those next he's, two games. two 30-yard chances in two games. <laughs> <laughs> Drop him It's just not good enough that well, he didn't smack running him 30 yards last night. There was one last night, I think, in the first half, and it was always the second half, the corner came out to him on the edge of the box, and I think everyone held their breath. You could hear it in the stadium, but you know it didn't work this time. But but yeah, I mean, look, people are going to now be expecting of him, I think, you know, eight, nine out of ten performances every week. 
Um, you know, I but don't that's, know. What, that's what we need from every player to exactly, achieve anything. Yeah. And, but that's but a, my, I don't my, know if that happens a lot of the time. That's the thing. My only slight but, criticism last night, guys, if I'm honest, was I didn't think Beckles had his best game personally. I don't know what it was like watching on the stream. Watching live, I felt that the guy got away from him a few times quite comfortably. Dave Victor did mention he looked a bit casual at times. But, you know. I think that's his playing style, though. I mean, I've, yeah. I've thought that plenty of times about him in the past. I mean, but I mean, Richie's a huge fan. In fact, I think Richie thinks he's, he's probably the best centre back in the in the division. To be well, honest, to be honest, the first two names on Wellens' team sheet is Vigaroo and Beckles. Yeah. There's no two ways about it. It'll be Drinan when he's back. He'll be the third on there. Well, that'll be the well. third, and in the midfield might be Prattley, I should think. Mm. It's, it still feels like bonus points at the moment, though. Like I feel, I know. The season's just started. Like we've got a lot of points from four games. It feels like this is all a bonus. No one's up to speed yet. Mm. Beckles isn't purring yet. He's purring at times, but he is a bit ponderous sometimes. He feels like he's getting his touch back a little bit. I mean, I'm sure he'll get there. Beckles is a brilliant player. But I I think we have been outdone by one move a couple of times. Like for the penalty on Saturday, we can talk about that later. Mm. And also in the second half, I don't know if you saw it, Darren, when you were there, it was early on in the second half. There was a ball, a curling ball, just into the channel, around the back of our defence, and it just kind of caught everyone out. On Saturday, it caught um, Happy out. Yeah. Last night, it caught out um, who was it? It was Tom James. And it just seems to like it's a ball that it's like we're a bit vulnerable down there at the moment yeah. on that right hand side. I'm sure Richie will sort it out. It's not a big deal, but I've just noticed that there's you know we are not perfect yet, and that's fine. We're four games in. Again, I'm, I'm in optimism corner and I'll stay here for a bit, I think. Exactly. I'm just thinking about Ogie's performance last night. and I think the thing I like about Ogie is he does try and take the ball out of defence. And he tried that three or four times yesterday. Doesn't always come off, but I think he was OK, solid enough. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of the lad, to be honest with you. I, 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 when, we had, uh, when we had the pleasure of having Richie in, in here, I said he was my player of the season. And then um, Richie, bless him, shot a look at me and, and, and said in his northern tone, uh, well, not Beckles, <laughs> put me in my place. And, and rightly so. And, and, and um, for, for me, the reason I chose Oggy, because I think he's a young lad, come through the academy, improved tremendously. And, and uh, I think he's got a step up in him. And, and, and you know, I love seeing, seeing that. Yeah, look, look good to me. Uh, finally, Rob Hunt, we talked about him briefly a minute ago. He appears to be settling in quite nicely. Yeah, as I say, like, he, he seems like such a steady player. And he, he looks like the, the perfect player that you want playing for you, really. I mean, I think his natural foot is actually right for it, isn't it? But you wouldn't, I mean, he's like our own legend, Terry Howard. You wouldn't know what position. Is he right or left? He fits in like a dream on both sides. So, you know, I think we've got a good cover there for the right back. I know Thompson's probably going to be the right back cover, but... Rob Hunt could just as easily do that, it looks like. And, yeah, I think he's a really solid signer. I'll be honest, I knew nothing about I'd never even heard of him when he joined us. Um, but I think he probably could be our, one of our players of the season, but the way he started already. Mm-hmm. OK, right. We, we started to make changes after Prattley got a knock and we lost our way in that final 15 minutes, as Richie says. Having Harry Smith up front does have its pros and cons, I suppose. Yeah, it does, but... <laughs> I think Harry's in the right position on the bench. And we didn't really get any, any diagonal balls up to him with anyone playing off him to, to knock down. And I still think that that's work in progress tactically. Um, uh, look, Harry's a good character off the pitch. And I think that's important. So I don't think he's the kind of lad, from what I understand, who's going to be in the manager's ear while I'm not a team and, and, and upset. There. So I think that's important. And he, yeah. did, he does, in fairness, give us another dimension. I just wish he'd jump a bit. 
<laughs> I mean, he does strike me as a massive confidence player, actually. Yeah, yeah, I mean, those games last season when we were, you know, under jacket, when, when we were good, we were very, very good. And, and he was probably close to being our best player in all of those. You know, he was scoring goals up to Christmas. I thought, you know, and I think, and he had no pre-season last year either. Yeah. So he's not had one this season again. You know, it's, it's, it must be difficult for him because he's, he's starting off later than everyone else. But I think, you know, the team's playing well. It's harder for him to get in because, he, you know, he's not going to... Well, I mean, he could get in. I mean, personally, I would like to see him start, actually. I had this discussion with Darren just before you guys turned up at the studio. But, you know, I, I'd like to see him start a game, I think, because, I mean, you do... I mean, Richie said it in his interview from last night. You know, sometimes some of the guys think Harry's on, let's, let's lump it up, which is not the way he wants to play and not what we want to see, probably. I mean, if it works, it wouldn't bother me, to be honest. But I do think Harry Smith is good enough on the floor for that as well. Um, I don't like to use the, the good touch for a big man, you know, speak. But, you know, it's true. I think he's just as good on the floor as he's in the air um, and I'm, I know a lot of people still criticise him in the air sometimes as well because of the size of him but you know for me I, I think he's a good player I mean he's I think one of the things we've got with all of our strikers is that although there's none of them what I'd call a natural finisher I, I do think they're all very very hard workers they all they all run around there's no sort of like a lazy striker that sort of doesn't doesn't chase after everything I mean you know Harry Smith he's constantly if the goalkeeper's got the ball in a six yard box to, to kick it upfield He's chasing him down, he's sliding in, he's always running that length. So, you know, I, I like Harry Smith and I'd be good to see him get a start. But because, you know, Kelman's, imp- I've been impressed with his work rate. But again, for me, he's not a natural finisher. Um, he's actually a lot smaller than I thought he would be, actually. <laughs> I thought he was a big, tall guy when we signed him. But when I saw him last Saturday, actually a little bit shorter. So he seems to me a bit more in the kind of Aaron Drinnen mould more than Harry Smith mould, which I thought he'd be like. Mm-hmm. But. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think we've, we've got good options there when everyone's fit. And, and yeah, I mean, I like him. He's, he's a good option to bring off the bench. And I think other defenders, the opposition worry about him when they see him as well. Yeah. Simon, how do you think Kelman's performed so far? Yeah, I mean, I, I actually kind of disagree with you slightly, Rich. I think, I think he is a pretty natural finisher from what I've seen of him, Kelman. That finish on Saturday, I'm sure we'll talk about that a bit more. That just looked, that kind of... For me, it was just a perfect finish from just on the edge of the box. Hardly t- pulled his leg back and it came out of a proper bit of power and right in the bottom corner. That, was, that felt like a natural finish to me. I'm only, I've only seen him a couple of times, so who knows? But um, he, he looks like he's doing well to me. He looks like he's settled in. He's working hard. Um, I, I suppose it's, it's, you know, it's tricky for a player to come in and you want to make an impact straight away. I'd say he probably has made a fair impact. It'd be good to see him how he kicks on, really, yeah. Yeah, well, I, I like the look of him. And you've got to remember, he's not that... Had that many chances, has he? I mean, probably that header yesterday and obviously the, the, the goal against Mansfield. I think he's working hard and I think that's what Wellings is looking. And, and I think at, at some point when Drillen is fit, they'll be alternating. Yeah. You know, because I think for Richie, it's not about games, it's about minutes. And exactly. And I think that's, that's Richie's challenge. He's getting the forward line to be a unit in the way that like, you have your goalkeeping unit and you have defensive unit. You're getting that forward line as a unit. Everyone happy with their role in that team. Mm-hmm. And... It was interesting on the bench like yesterday, Ruel, who, who you know, he, he, there, there's been rumours in the past, he, he's a bit stroppy sometimes, he, he wasn't happy under Kenny, obviously, or whatever it might be, he had a tough time there. He was just laughing, giggling, having a great time with, with the boys on the bench, he was, you know, even when he was just handing the towel over to, um, to, for that long throw, like that was, it's, it seems like he's in a good place, those things matter, and if Harry Smith is also in a good place as a, an attacking unit... That's what you want. Even if they're coming on for 15 minutes, you know, if he's like, that's my role for half a season, right, I'm going to do this, get a couple of goals. Both Dar- well. 
Darren, uh, we both agree with Wellings that it was two points drops. After stealing all three last Saturday, you could say it's evened itself out. Rotation appears to be the name of the game. Has Wellings got it right so far? Yeah, I, I definitely think he has. Um, I think they're coming off at the right time. Smythe coming off at the right time, as we've said. Um, your manager's there to do that. He's doing it. And he, he has got that, that um, tricky balance of keeping the, the, the squad going. But it's not that big a squad, is it? I mean, he alluded to it a little bit himself. Yeah, and and then yeah, we've got Encrom to come back from injury, who I think's going to be again a good, a good, a good player. Uh, I, yeah, no, I, th- I, th- I think Richie's doing a great job, Jamie. If I'm honest. Yeah, nothing, nothing to disagree with there at the moment. I think Richard. No, no, absolutely not. I mean, I say the test will be when we do start picking up some injuries, and you know. I think the problem he has got, as we've mentioned, is, is keeping everyone happy. I mean, I think he alluded it to it in one of the earlier, for one of the first two games, I think, in one of his interviews, didn't he? He said, you know, I don't want unhappy players. And, you know, I think there was a lot of speculation. Well, does that mean Connor Woods has been knocking at his door saying he wants to be playing and stuff? I mean, you know, we don't know if that was true or not. But, you know, it, it is tricky. I mean, I, personally, I was actually surprised to see Paul Smith on the team sheet last night after he started on Saturday. But it looks like we're going to be sort of lucky to get an hour out of him every game. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest, on his day, I don't think there's a better player in the division than, than Paul Smith. Um, but at the moment, they're, they're managing him well, I think, because he's having that impact while he is on the pitch. Um, you know, the issues would then be, you know, if he gets injured, if Theo gets injured, which, you know, he did a few times last season or suspended, yeah. you know, Monker, I don't, I don't know what his injury record's like. I mean, but, you know, a lot of these players, you feel like wrapping them in cotton wool and stuff. I mean, we're, we're fortunate that Vigory doesn't seem to be a goalkeeper that picks up knocks very often. So, you know, he's going to be a rock at the back for us. But, but yeah, I mean, it's, that's, that's the trick, is, is keeping everyone happy. And, and to do that, I think, you know, he's going to have to, you know, rule start the first few games. He's off again now or was dropped yesterday. You know, but maybe he'll come back even for Saturday. You know, it, it, he's got to keep all of these players happy. You know, is Harry Smith want to, going to want to just do 15 minutes here and there and, and you've still got Drinan to come back? Yeah, yeah. Do you think that Wellens has now found his strongest side or are others that have got a case for a starting spot? I think last night the first 11 looked like the strongest side at the moment. Um, I think we kind of alluded to, yeah, um, uh, Drinan coming back in. Um but yeah, it feels like that is possibly the strongest side. Um, yeah, I don't know who else I would have had starting last night. Not from who was fit. For no, me, for me, that, that start on 11 was the one I wanted. Yeah. I saw the team that I wanted out there. We picked up on, on Hap, um, and I thought that uh, fair play, Richie didn't throw him under the bus because I thought, I thought he was likely to concede a goal on Saturday. There was one pass particularly that went astray, wasn't there, and we got out of trouble with that one. Again, Matsville didn't capitalise on it. Yeah. Um, but I think fair play to Richie. He, he, you know, he said he had played a lot of football very quickly after coming back from injury, and I don't think on Saturday I gave Hap credit for that because the first two games he was really good. Yeah, definitely, I definitely well, agree with when that. When we talk about that, because we'll talk about that after we listen, but I've got a little story about that from where I sit behind a dugout about Danny Happy on Saturday. So nothing to get excited about. But <laughs> I think I might know this one because I, I sit close to dugout oh, as well. Okay, so right, so right, okay. I'd be interested to see if you and I have got the same. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Okay, gentlemen, I think we've put last night's game well and truly to bed now. Thank you very much for that. Uh, Now over to Dave Victor for Victor's View. 
You can't win them all, but Richie Wellens came so close to taking maximum points from his former club on Tuesday night. The O's producing a battle in display, coming back strongly, having conceded an early goal. Paul Smith completing an incisive move, or in could and probably should have had more. But Swindon's young keeper, Sol Brin, produced a man-of-the-match performance to end our 100% record. There is so much to admire about Leighton Orient's manager. Richie Wellens demands the best from everyone connected at the club. As a result, he's been highly successful in bringing everyone together in search of a common cause, success. We have seen it in the way in which Richie engages and challenges supporters. The travelling faithful magnificent at the county ground and we've seen it in our recruitment. Wellens identified the need for a holding midfielder and was prepared to wait for someone that would empower our side and El Mazumi was definitely worth the wait. There was so much to admire in Saturday's victory over a strong Mansfield Town team, not least the brilliance of our goalkeeper Lawrence Vigru, his penalty save immense and the two saves that followed when twice Viggs used his feet to deny the Stags vital. There is no doubt that Orient wrote their luck. But I believe you make your own luck. The work rate, team spirit that Richie has installed at our club had enabled the O's to weather the storm, dig deep and snatch the rewards. Elmazumi impressed on his debut, a courageous solo one, opening up the visitors' defence to set up Charlie Kelman. His first goal for the O's so important, I expect the first of many from this exciting young player. The contribution that our substitutes made demonstrated that this squad works together. In the sapping heat, the five changes that Wellens introduced, each were highly successful. The tackle that Will Saturio made down by the corner flag late into the match typified the energy and determination of this group of players. The extra substitutes allowed this season could be a vital factor in the games that await. We're on the road again, of course, on Saturday to face a culture to the side who will be buoyant after Tom Eastman headed home a 97th minute winner against Bradford on Tuesday night, securing the U's first league victory of the season. They've already knocked out neighbours Ipswich Town from the League Cup and the former Malden and Tiptree boss Wayne Brown will be determined to upset Wellens men who are one of four clubs on ten points in League Two, each yet to taste defeat. This is set to be an open, competitive right, and very thank exciting you, David. division. Uh, let's have a look at um, what uh, Darren was t- talking to me off-air about. Uh, trips to Barrow. looked like it could be a bit tricky getting trains up there. Yeah, I, um, one of my... Pals mentioned that, that he, he couldn't get any trains and um, I put a tweet out earlier and good old Lee Swallow come to my rescue and, and sent me a link to Aventi's train, uh, website and it looks like they're not releasing any trains timetables to around about the 9th of September I think so we're not going to get a good deal are we? Um, I think we all know what's going on in the world. We'll, we'll hear the news with, with train strikes. So I think it's going to be a tricky season for us guys this year and girls, you know, travelling um, the length and breath to follow the mighty O's. So I just think uh, we might have to put our thinking caps on, Jamie, and start looking at car shares and, and, and stuff like that as a fan base. Well, you know, if we're going to Barrow, maybe there's a spare nuclear submarine we can like, itch a lift up, up there in. <laughs> I'll be up know. for that. I've, I've travelled by most train, uh, motor transport. I don't think nuclear submarines one or travel by. So, uh, well, you know, it's the first time for everything, as they say. But, you know, if you can get a horse and car, a bike, car share, or even or even supporters club coach, you know, try and get to Barrow and cheer the lads on. Okay, so we're going to have a quick look back at last Saturday's game against Mansfield Town. Darren, I uh, hope you had your sun cream on, mate. I think we got away with one there, gentlemen. Yeah, 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 um, Jamie, I, I, I think we definitely got away with one there. I don't know, what, Rich, you were about to say something, mate. So you know. No, no, I was just going to say exactly the same thing, yeah. Um, 
you know, we, let's be honest, we all know that we, we weren't the best team in that. We conceded a penalty after the first 30 seconds or whatever it was. And fantastic 14 safety, seconds. I mean, 14 seconds. I mean, you know, madness. But, yeah, I mean, you know, to be honest, I don't think I saw a team the whole of last season as good as Bobby Mansfield were on Saturday. So, if I see another team that good this season, it will probably be whoever the champions are, I think. so. But, yeah, I mean, let's be honest, you know, especially in the first half, I don't think their keeper really had a save to make, really. Um, we were fortunate to come in at that when we were. And second half, I mean, it's, it's a bit like last night. So we were never going to be any worse in the second half than we were in the first half. So, I mean, not that I thought we were particularly bad, to be honest. I think in the middle of the park, we looked OK. Mm. We just didn't really create anything. Um, I, I wouldn't say every time they went forward, even those one-on-ones, you know, I wasn't thinking... That's in, you know, I, I seem to have that much confidence in Vigor at the moment that, you know, I, I, I was kind of half, ex- I expect them to save some of these as much as like the goals to go in, to be honest. But, um, but yeah, I mean, the second half, you know, we had a couple of chances ourselves and goals and stuff. So, you know, at the end of the day, it was an undeserved win, but possibly a point was, I'll say a point was fair, but let's be honest, if I was a Mansfield fan, I would have said that we, they deserved all three points, to be honest. So, yeah. I would also add to that by saying that, and, and yeah, it's a well-worn phrase in football, we hung on and got a result when we didn't play particularly well. And that has all the hallmarks, again, of a successful side. Again, I'm getting carried away with four, four games, you know what I mean? But you have to have those type of performances in the mix yeah. if you're going to do anything in a season. Yeah, I was going to say, having uh, someone like Vigru in goal, a decent keeper will earn you about 12 to 15 points in a season and it was definitely three points he ticked off last Saturday um, Simon I was just going to say Vigoru with those three and four top saves in the first off and the penalty save was crucial is he too good for us? No I mean he is ours though isn't he so it's alright he seems happy This is, I saw a fair bit of this on social after the game people kind of it was you know, we're all, everyone's saying the same, same as us, really. You know, we got away with it. And we wouldn't have got away with it if we didn't have Lawrence Vigoru. But the thing is, we do. He's our goalkeeper. So it doesn't matter. If he's going to keep making saves, he's our player. It is. He's a few more points in the bank. Brilliant. That's, he's, you know, we got lucky. But, um, I mean, he's, he's just a rock at the moment, isn't he? What a player. Absolutely. I mean, someone said to me in, in the supporters club on Saturday afternoon, they said, you know, Whiteman's in in January if someone comes knocking with a, with a check. And I, I, and I said to him, you know, this board has got a record of saying, well, you know, you can yeah. pay up front now, but you can have him next season. Well, you uh, say come back at the end of the season, don't you? Yeah, know. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, it depends how much the check's for, clearly. But Well, yeah, but I mean, you know, if we do our business correctly, they, they can do what but, they but, did with Bon and uh, I think it was Caroma, which just say, right, pay us now, you can go at the end of the season. But I think he's just such an in- integral part of this setup. You know, I think there might be might be riots if they. But let's hope we've got that problem in January. Yeah. Because if we've got that problem, if there are clubs coming knocking for the likes of, of Viggs and others, then we're doing something. We, we as, as a fan base, we, we we want the club and the team to be. Yeah, definitely. I mean, for me, you know, I, I, he's the best keeper we've had for twenty years. I mean, I was a big Scott Barrett fan when I when I was younger. Yeah. I thought he was a phenomenal goalkeeper for his age. And before that, you're looking at Paul Hill. Yeah. You know, I don't remember any other keepers really in between that I was kind of you know this, this guy is just saving us week in week out I mean Jakubovic was quite good when he was on loan but obviously yeah. he wasn't ours in yeah uh, he was good but I think people got well I felt some people got caught up a bit in him at the time he was good but I think Vigru was I mean oh, I was just about to say Vigru was the better keeper I've seen Vigru a lot more times I have to be honest but then Jakubovic was spent the last how many seasons in the Premier League I know as a, a third choice or whatever but 
you know, you don't get to there if you're just like not if you're not a good player, obviously. So, um, so I don't class him in, that, in my thinking, if I'm honest. But, but yeah, I mean, certainly since Scott Brown in the last twenty odd years, he's, he's the best keeper I've seen, and so I think he's the sort of keeper we've been crying out for for a long time. You know that that, you know, he's just he's his presence. But you know, on top of that as well, I don't think I've ever seen a keeper that can pass as well as he can. No, you I know, mean, his distribution is. is you know, it shouldn't a keeper shouldn't have distribution like that. I don't think really. I can't work it out. But you know, I, I wouldn't be averse to seeing him on the pitch sometimes. That's how good I think his passing is, to be honest. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I think he's phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was a bit of second half for the O's, and of course, a great finish from Kelman for the winner, set up by El Mazzuni's deft pass. You have to say that conditions must have been brutal to play in, but are those kind of games that tell you a lot about the attitude in the squad that we kept on going? Yeah, definitely. And I think, I think. I think we're all guilty probably on Saturday as supporters for forgetting how hot it was because it was ridiculously hot. And when, again, when it looked ponderous and slow, you know, there was a reason for that. It was ridiculously hot and it was the third game of the season and it was slow for a reason. So I think they, they did show determination as, um, and a bit of grit as a team. But also um, Richie's tactics did the job and we closed the game out. Like it, We didn't just close the game out by luck. He... You know, he bought on Jordan Brown to do a different job and push El Mazzuni up top. He bought on Thompson. I think probably put on Thompson because he's got a bit more height than James. And, you know, when people are chasing the game, it's more likely to balls to go in over the back. And I think he made a difference there. That was the most positive thing for me. And it was the same with the um, the Crawley game. The way we, we kind of, that last 15 minutes, they had a couple of shots, but never really looked like scoring. And that's such a big change from last season where we would have conceded and we possibly would have lost that game. You know what I mean? That was a big deal. And I think a lot of credit has to go to the way that Richie has confidence in the players and the, and the tactics that he was trying to instill, that they were going to go and do the job. And it was quite a calm Brisbane road, really, considering we only had, we were only one goal ahead. I thought, you know, there was a bit of nerves, but it was fairly calm considering the situation. We should you a story about Dan Happy. <laughs> yeah, well, so whether this is the same one that Darren heard, I mean, it's not. It's probably more a story about Richie Wellens actually. But you know, Happy made a few errors. He made a cut in the first half, and there was one. You know, I'll be honest with you, I, I, I can't remember exactly what happened for any of them. But there was one in the second half, and I think some of the crowd by then were kind of, oh, you know, they've had enough. And there was there was a guy behind me. I don't know if it's the same one you're thinking of, and he started. He's, you know, because Richie Wellens is, is very good the way he interacts with the crowd. And he, turned around, he turns around, he answers people because I'm directly behind him. And there was a guy just on the road behind me towards the end. And he was, he was just shouting along the lines of, you know, he's got to come off now, take him off, take him, screaming at Richie Wellens to take him off. And I just thought it was great, man, because he turned around to the guy and he put his finger to his lips and he just said, he's one of your players. He just said, he's, he's one of your players, don't do that. And the guy just completely stopped saying it. And I just, as I sat, I sat there and I just thought, he's handled that so well there. I mean, I've sat in that seat for, you know, 15 years now since that stand's been there, directly behind a dugout. And I've seen Martin Ling and Russell Slade turn around and, and swear at fans. You know, Doug, he's done it to a few times. <laughs> Doug used to be shouting <laughs> things out. But, you know, I've seen it quite a lot of times. But the way Richie handled it, the guy just was quiet. And it just made you think, the, you know, you mentioned in his interview about inviting a fan to the training ground to see something. You know, it's just the way that you handle these things. And, you know, it just made you think he's, he's right. Really. You shouldn't really be saying stuff like that. I mean, I've got no issues with anyone. So long as it's not abusive and it's not personal with anyone, you know, they pay their money, especially where I am, they're paying good money. 
to, to shout out whatever they want. You know, they can if they're frustrated, I'm more you know, it doesn't bother me. And I think most people should have that attitude, even the you know the players and the management, and they and they do. But he just handled it really well, Richard. I thought the, the way he just put his fingers to his lips and said, "He's just calm down. He's one of your players." And and the guy did. He, he just stopped saying it as well. So I mean, I don't know if that's the one you were talking about. Uh, or you no, talking about the goal? No. Um, Dan Hap gave the ball away. Um, it nearly it would have led if the, if, the, if the Mansfield player had been a little bit more sharper. It would have given him a clean sight of goal. Uh, it didn't, and he got away with it. Yeah, uh, but Wellings Richie turned round and pointed to Oggy, and I could see all this, and said, "You, you get on." Um, yes, I think I did see this as well. Yeah. So and, I, and what happened, Richie, was was this. Uh, uh, Richie Willis calmed down. Yeah. And clearly, like, look, Richie is in that situation. He's the manager. If anyone's going to be under the most pressure in that stadium, probably it's him, isn't it? Mm. Without a doubt, it's the manager. So, you know, whether Richie then thought, you know, I'll calm down, I'll wind my neck in, I'm being a bit harsh. Because he didn't make the sub. He didn't make the sub. Yeah. In fact, first game of the season, I think he was on the verge of doing something similar to Tom James. I, I think I said this at the time when we were on. Um, Tom, because he was playing in the middle, Tom James, he obviously, you know, although I thought he wasn't too bad, he was in an unfamiliar defensive midfield position. Mm. I didn't think he was too bad, but there was a couple of times he lost yeah, it he two lost or three ball. times in lost a row. Possession. And I think it was yeah. it Clay on the bench. He told him to stand up and start mm. warming up. Mm. Mm. And the, cro- the corner came in. And I think, well, this is what my, my, how I thought it went. I think Tom James knew he was on the verge of coming off and he spanked yeah. the ball into the it, top it, corner. It, it, you know what? And everyone just sat down straight away. If that's a tactic... And, and someone like uh, Dan Hap seeing Oggy warming up, yeah. thinking, I've got, to, I've got to lift my gear here. And, you know, Dan Hap's been very honest, bless him. He turned around and said, it's a big season for me. Yeah. I've got, you know, I'm out of contract. And, and he you know, clearly has a point to prove, doesn't he? Definitely. So, so, but no, I, I, I must admit, I thought Wellings was um, going to put him on because yeah. he did. He pointed to him and went. <laughs> I mean, there was something else that happened as well because when the goal went in, Richie Williams turned around to the crowd to the right of me and pointed at someone in the crowd. So whether it was someone had said something about maybe taking Kelvin off or taking someone else off, or whether it was just the fact that there'd been a little bit of friend, I don't think it was anything malicious. I, you know, I think it was just friendly bands or whatever, because he had a smile when he pointed at the guy. So whether the guy, you know, I don't know what you would have said, but there was obviously something had been said there as well. But he, he has, because I'm so close to where he where he's in that dugout, he has some very good interactions with the crowd. I got yeah. to be honest, he's it's like a proper manager. He really is. I noticed that on the the um, the shad thing on Saturday as well. At the same time, I said it to my mate, oh, he's coming on here, and he didn't. It's just. But what it shows for me is that Richie's just completely in control. And he, I said this last time I was talk, talking about Richie. I mean, I'm completely in love with the man, to be honest with you. He's completely in control of the football club and of the fans. And he's got an infectious personality. Like he even ch- chatted to Dave Victor last night. They were having a good old chat. Dave was laughing away. You can tell that Richie just is man in the show. Wherever he goes, he walks into that room. He's the man, isn't he? It's turning into a bit of a, uh, a Harry Carpenter-Frank Bruno relationship. Now, <laughs> yeah. I think that we can see it. You know what I mean, Davey. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't think Mrs. Wellens has got anything to worry about, though, so I know. <laughs> well, let's have a look at this weekend's upcoming trip to Colchester. Never an easy game, and our record here since 1986 is play 24 in League and Cup and won only four times. Darren, what are you expecting this Saturday? Uh, a win. Ooh. Yeah, I am. I don't know. I've got this feeling that um, I've never actually seen us win at that ground. 
oh. missed um, I missed the uh, 2-1 victory in our Halsham season of 2014 yeah. uh, with Lisby scoring the winner I think it was Kevin oh, Lisby wasn't it I think they've only seen us win there once and that was in the yeah. FA Cup funnily enough I think Lee still scored the winner 1-0 it was about 2006 yeah. I, mean, I, I don't think it'll be the 1987 or 86 result or whenever it was of 8-0 no, <laughs> um, I, th- I think we'll just win by seven. I mean, <laughs> well, there's nothing like a confident man. Would you be looking to start the same team that started yesterday? A hundred percent for me. Yeah, I think so. If everyone's fit, um, we don't. Drynan's not back, obviously. No. Cray Clay Clay's might be back. Yeah. Clay might be back. So, but I don't think he'll put him in. Um, yeah, I mean, you want to see Smith starting again. The more games Smith can start, the better for Orient. Um, yeah, I'm sure it'll be the same eleven unless something happens. I think. Um, I don't think Happ will come back in either. No. Um, but, you know, talking of Happy, I, like, I really like him. And I, I want him to do well and I do hope he gets another shot in the team. I'm, I'm sure he will. It's going to be, you know, I don't think he's out for the duration. I think he'll be all right. Yeah, the only thing that kind of came across my mind earlier was if Prattley's still feeling a bit of a knock, yeah. maybe we could see Jordan Brown come in. That's about the only change I, I can really see being yeah. forced on him. But I, I should think Richie will start with that side that started last night. Yeah, I mean, if Brown comes in for Prattley, like I, like I say, I, I think he did a job. He's done a job when he's come on. But you did notice the difference when he when Prattley went off. Like Prattley is just master of running that show in a kind of. He's all over the place, but also everyone respects what he's up to. You, you know that he's going to win a foul when he needs to win a foul, and you know he's going to do something he shouldn't be doing and get away with it. Like he's got the nous to do that. Jordan Brown can learn quite a lot from Darren Prattley, I think. Definitely. Um, would you say that we rely a bit too heavily on Moncur when it comes to creating openings? I mean, he's... I wouldn't say we rely... Not only on him, but certainly in that role in the centre, he's... I think there's nobody else that can do that role other than him, really. That's the thing. Um, obviously, you've got the creativity of Archibald and Paul Smith and, you know, if whoever comes on as well. But, you know, for me, Monker, I mean, he's a, you know, he's only 28, whereas, you know, he's, got, he's nine years younger than Prattley. I think that's, that comes into play for... But he, he hasn't looked as fit for me as a lot of the other players. I think, you know, he's... Seems to fade badly from about 70, 75 minutes. But when he's got the ball, you can see it's, it's, it's unusual a lot of times, especially at Orient. I've noticed that when we get these big name players in, they, they rarely show that you know they've been at that high level. I mean, I remember Kevin Lisby kind of oozed it, and some other players did occasionally. But but a lot of players, you know, when we've got them from a higher level, especially under the previous regime, who I don't want to name, um, we found a lot of big name players out, and I just thought well, they, they look like they've never even kicked the ball some of these. But Monker, you can see he's been in a... I know he hasn't played a lot of games in the Championship, but you can see he's been at that level for a few years now and he's been surrounded by good players and watching good players. Um, and I think Darren mentioned it earlier, when he's got the ball, it just looks like it's attached to him sometimes. Yeah. And, and I think for me, one of the signs of a great player is when they look like they've got so much time, when a lot of time they haven't. You know, he, he seems to have that. He seems to get the ball, and I don't know how, but whether everyone's just backing off of him, but he just seems to have so much time to pick that correct pass and, and start to move and... And I, yeah, I just think he's a great player, and whether we over rely on him, I mean, he's having a good lot of efforts himself as well. And I think, I think you know, they're, they're going to start going in soon as well. He had he had a few close ones on Saturday, a couple more last night. I think we'll start seeing him hit the net quite regularly for a midfielder soon. Yeah, I must admit, after Saturday, I kind of thought that Munker reminded me a little bit of Ian Bogey, the way kind of the ball stuck on stuck to his foot and twisted and turning. 
Well, two things. Number one, you're showing your age. So, <laughs> so, so, some of the younger listeners might not remember Ian Bogan. Yeah, for, for those listening in black yeah, and white, everybody. He, he, he was a Geordie centre midfielder, similar build to... He had a bit um, more skill, Bogey, I think, did he? He was a very yeah, skillful I, player. Uh, um, yeah. Lot of, all those turns in the middle of the pitch. He was just sideways all the time. From really frustrating. But, yeah. but I, I, really I, frustrating. I, I loved it. I, loved I, it. I do, in fairness to, to, to Jamie, I do get the comparison. Um, I, again, for me, I think we're talking about creative mid... Uh, Eldris is, is going to be that he was that missing link wasn't he yeah. he, he was the player that's come in that's given us that, that two in midfield that can create Moncur and him and then you've got your holding your holding mid with Archibald playing or, or someone like Smith you know drifting from 10 to to a wide player and, and, and so for me no I, I, I think uh, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm more than happy we've got enough creativity now Looking back, uh, uh, of course, we could well reacquaint ourselves with former Orient head coach Ross Embleton, who is now head of recruitment at Colchester. Looking back now, with history going to be a bit kinder in regards to his managerial record when, at the time he was here? Go on. Uh, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of Ross for, for a couple of reasons. I, th- I think Ross came in and, and picked the club up at a time where it was a, a really, really difficult time for the club. So um, I think Ross wore his heart on his sleeve and I can relate to that as a person. So um, do I wish Ross and his team luck on Saturday? Of course not. <laughs> but Ro- Ross would, would respect that, I'm sure. Course. Yeah, of course. Where do you think it went wrong for him, though? I mean, was it the transfer window in January that year or no plan B or basically was the squad four or five quality players short in the final analysis? I think in truth it went wrong for Ross because unless you've had a, a stellar, guy, uh, stellar career as a player... It's very hard. You know, there are managers such as Mourinho and Wenger who've got away with it. But, um, uh, you know, in any business, if you've not worn the T-shirt, mm. I, I think it's tough. He came in in very unfortunate circumstances as well. And I think he never kind of... It was going to be always going to be quite difficult for him now. I mean, I, I thought, to be honest, the role he's got is probably quite a good role for him because I, I didn't think his recruitment was that bad, you know. On paper, certainly, a lot of the players he bought in, I thought this is going to be a really good signing. I mean, the majority probably didn't turn out that way, in fairness, but they, they looked, they had you know, a bit of a background, a bit of pedigree, and probably should have worked out better for him, really. But he's probably in a good role for the suits him now, I think. Yeah, what do you think the major difference is between him and someone like Richie Wellings? Uh, it's experience and personality. Like, Ross is a lovely bloke, and like, I think he will, I think everyone at Orient now will be able to look back on the Ross Templeton and think, you know, he did a very good job in a tough time it really was a tough time to come in but um you can't there's ri- literally no comparison i think between richie and ross okay okay predictions please gentlemen for saturday i am going for a hard fought draw and i'll be grateful for it yeah i'll go for a one all. i think yeah no i'm going to stick with my uh, prediction of seven <laughs> <laughs> i think it's going to be a comfortable two nil victory my god <laughs> well, We're in the gentlemen <laughs> don't blame me if it all goes horribly wrong saturday at the man city hour <laughs> yeah okay well looking at the clock it tells me that it's time to wrap up the show before we leave you just time to tell you that it is the 300th orient hour next week and we hope to have a special guest in for that one can I thank Richard on the decks for guiding me through the programme, Darren Burrows and Simon Cooper for paddling their way into the studio, and you at home for joining us. Good night and up the O's. We're not a city, we're not a town. We're the only one of us around. And you know where we can be found when Saturday comes again. 
will be trying to do our best To cheer all those on who wear the best Whatever challenge, whatever test We'll lay an Orion from E10 Lay an Orion from E10 This is our club and we are proud So sing it up and sing it loud We were formed in 1881 Clans in Orient and so begun The old story and on it runs We're late and Orient from E10 Whatever challenge has come our way The only faithful are here to stay we will live to fight another day We're late and Orient from E10 Late and Orient from E10 This is our club and we are proud On the hour, across Brentwood and Billericay This is Phoenix FM News